welcome, welcome to the Emotional Traffic Report. This is your host, Serena Vandy. Today's episode is going to be a little bit about why I haven't been uploading as many episodes. Um, I have been going through a lot. I definitely still do my best to <clears throat> always manifest the good vibes. Always try and look at the bright side of the dark side. But this episode's just going to be a little bit about how my life has been the last few years. Um, to give some, mainly the last year, uh, but just to give some clarification as to why I have not been as active as I used to be. Um, where do we start? I guess let's start with just this year. Let's start with this year. All right. So back in February, um, my mother had received a phone call letting us know that our storage unit was wide open and it would probably be best if she came and closed it. My mom was a little confused considering we locked and closed the storage unit after we were done, like anybody would. Um, but the, the manager was very adamant about the fact that we must have left it open and how it wasn't a good idea and how we should come and close it. So I rushed to the storage unit that night. I remember I, I had just gotten done grocery shopping. I was about to head back to Newburgh with a friend of mine and um, we instead went straight to the storage unit and found the like shavings of the lock all over the ground the lock was thrown inside the broken shaved out you know drilled out lock was thrown inside my storage unit and a bunch of my stuff had been stolen um dresses all of Evelyn's clothing uh, and just personal things of mine that were stolen. Uh, 2019's tax information was stolen from us. It was just crazy. Um, so I went and I shut it up and I, they gave me a new lock. Thankfully, they almost didn't, but thankfully they gave me a new lock considering I was like, I had no control over somebody breaking into this. Um, so we got a new lock for it, whatever. Uh, and then we got a phone call from the police a few weeks later talking about how they needed to do a forensic unit investigation on the whole thing and how they needed to get his fingerprints and how this guy had stolen from around about 15 other units just inside that specific extra space storage. Oh, so that led to a lot of paperwork that I was supposed to turn in and I just didn't. Um, I am on my way right now to finally get that paperwork turned in eight months later. Um, life has been insane. So March came, I was just working. Um, at that time I was still working for Chevron. I was doing the audits and we were, um, they were just I was a floating cashier, so I would just go around and help out where it was needed. Um, and then 
on April 22nd. I had gone into work like normal. It was an office day, so I was all dressed up and definitely not in like my uniform for Chevron. And we got a phone call. I didn't personally, but my boss did. <clears throat> and they needed some help up in Vancouver. So I went from the office, I drove home to Aloha. I went all the way back out to Vancouver and I helped out and I was supposed to be off at 8 p.m. that night but the lady that was running the register that was staying till 10 she had been there for 12 hours almost already and I, so I told her I was willing to stay till 10 and she could go home at 8. She was super excited about that everything was good the night was going good that store is really busy. Well Around 7-ish, maybe 7.30, we had a customer come in, and he flat out refused to wear a mask. He ignored me all the way to the beer cooler, so much so that I totally thought that he was deaf. I thought that he could not hear anything that was saying I was saying. So, respectfully, I grabbed a mask, and I walked over towards him, and I, like, gestured the mask and asked him if he'd put it on and whatnot. And that's when he turned around and looked at me and said, what, are you that scared of the China virus? And I looked at him and I said, no, actually it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with the fact that there is a sign on my door that states that you are required to wear a mask when you come into the store, let alone a lot of stores, not just this one. And um, I explained to him that he just, he needed to have the mask on, whether... Whether we like the mask or not, it's just part of the thing and we need to wear it. Like it's it's a part of the requirements and I had accidentally brought up Kate Brown and so then he was even extra mean to me because um, we were in Vancouver and not Oregon. And it just turned into this big thing and he just wouldn't stop. He at that point refused to leave the place. He just would not leave me alone. He wouldn't stop, he wouldn't put on a mask and he was just being really loud and rude in front of customers. Here in Oregon, we would have called non-emergency. Up there in Vancouver, I didn't know who to call, so I called the district manager. She told me to call 911. I called 911. The guy is still inside the store. I'm giving the description of what the gentleman is wearing. I am telling him what he looks like, and he's still standing there. Finally, he throws his hands up, and he decides, you know what, you guys don't have what I want. He turns around, he walks outside, and... The 911 operator asked me to follow him. They wanted a description of his vehicle. So I said, yes, sure, you know, why not? I went out to the front of his car. I explained to them what kind of vehicle he had. He had a Jaguar, Jaguar Pace. I did not know it at that moment, but it was a Jaguar Pace. Um, it was a very fancy car, and I explained to them that there was no license plate on the front of the vehicle. We have the recorded line of 911 asking me to walk behind his vehicle and to see if I could get a description of his license plate at all so that, you know, they made it seem like it would be very important for the police to know and that they, it would help them find the guy and it would just help them figure out this case and figure out why this guy refuses to wear the mask so I said sure so I walked around to the back of the vehicle and he backed his car into my body 
in that moment, I was still on the phone with 911. I explained to them what happened. And I still, there was no police around. So, um, I ended up going back inside the, uh, inside the store and, uh, he drove off. I later realized that the police never even tracked the guy down. They never found him. They never did anything to try and get him to know that he was in any form of trouble whatsoever. Um, so he's just still out and about. Uh, we ended up, I ended up having to, like, do all kinds of legal stuff with all of this, all kinds of paperwork that adds up on top of it, all kinds of phone calls, all kinds of everything on top of trying to work. The best part was that after all of this happened, Chevron would not give me hours. Kane Petroleum would not give me hours. And then when I had a doctor's note stating that I could work or that all of this, they still would not give me hours. And then out of nowhere, they sent my chiropractic, like, information, or SAFE did, stating how Kane Petroleum had all of this wonderful office work that I could be doing and that I just was not doing it. So I contacted work and said, why haven't you scheduled me? I've been asking you to schedule me. And they said, you're not allowed to work. So then it turned back into this whole, they just absolutely refused to give me hours, even though legally I, I could work. I had an attorney who told me I could work. I had doctors who told me I could work, and I couldn't get hours. So that led to even more paperwork. I had to start applying for new jobs. Um, I had finally, I think, in, um, I want to say, June, end of June, early July, I finally got a job with Jackson's and I'm doing almost the exact same thing I was doing before but now I'm making more money um <clears throat> but it's still annoying to know that like I had to go through all of this to get this new job all due to the fact that some customer absolutely refused to wear his mask um so yeah and then when I was trying to get all that paperwork done and trying to go see the doctors and trying to go see the chiropractors and trying to deal with everything and trying to make sure everything was in on time, I totaled my vehicle. On July 28th, I, yeah, I totaled my vehicle. I was merging and I, I turned and, or I didn't turn, I went to go get into the left lane on the freeway. I wasn't uh, I'm getting all mixed up, but yeah, I was getting into the left lane on the freeway and, um, the cars in front of us stopped significantly and we hit them as we were trying to get into the other lane. It totaled my amazing 2019 Hyundai Accent, my little baby. Um, it took me almost a month to find a new car because... Uh, there's a chip shortage going on. That was more time, more everything put into there. Um, but, uh, 
yeah, it was, it was pretty good. It, it all worked out, I guess, but, um, I just, it's been what I would call hectic for sure. It's been overwhelming and, um, I've just been very tired. My body has been really out of whack. Um, I have had my menstrual cycle a lot more than a normal human should have it. And that's affecting me a lot too. It's just making it very hard for me to get motivated to to do these podcasts. It's hard for me to hardly get motivated enough to go to work some days. Um, but I really wanted to get a podcast uploaded and out there. Um, this is just a few of the main events that have happened that have just caused so much in me to to be tired I guess you could say um so I'm gonna upload this this quick little podcast and later on I'll I'll talk a little bit about more more of my crazy silly life if you guys are interested but um here's just a small heads up All right. Um, I hope everybody's having a fantastic day and don't forget to keep manifesting them good vibes.